Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Friday morning. Glad to be with you here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate everybody tuning in, especially our great servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. They've been taking care of you throughout all of these strange times we've been living in. So make sure you're staying with them. And if you can't make it up to Starkville this year, if you're not one of the lucky 25% that we're going to talk about in just a few minutes, you know, always can shop online and get things brought to you or buy yourself a gift card so the next time you are in town to see the Bulldogs play, you can stop by and grab some Strange Brew coffee or some Churn and Spoon ice cream. It's all great stuff. It's what keeps Joel Coleman going through the day. you darn right. So make sure that you're, you're staying with our local sponsors there. Our good friends over at College Corner want to remind you that it's still free money as far as they're concerned. Just go to collegecornerstore.com, buy a gift card. That's going to be a 30% off purchase, and then, bam, you've just made 30% more than what you paid. A $100 gift card is only a $70 purchase. You can get the whole family a couple of T-shirts. You can get yourself a nice new polo and a baseball cap. What you got there? I was going to stop you there because uh, if you shop in store, according to College Corner Store's Facebook page. Breaking news. Um all t-shirts are buy one, get one free this Friday and Saturday in stores only. Guys. So we are if you want to do the math on we that. We are really giving it away at College Corner. <laughs> buy a gift card as you're listening to this, then head up there and you can load up on maroon and white t-shirts. And a great selection of them. As, as we've said many times, the biggest and best, best selection of MSU merchandise in central Mississippi. Two locations in Jackson. They are at uh, by Fleet Feet in Ridgeland. They are by the Half Shell in Flowood. I guess I should say that that buy one get one free thing that was posted by the Ridgeland store apparently, but I don't know. Maybe it's a both stores thing. Well, I mean, they wouldn't. You know, think about it. It's probably like I I mean, you should definitely ask. But that said, I mean, both stores wouldn't post it, right? Either way, you're getting yourself a deal if you go to college. Collegecornerstore.com and College Corner. Advantage Business Systems wants you to know that right now is not the time for your business to be letting you down. You need to be running it as efficiently as possible. You need to find out what you can do to keep your business going in these uncertain times. So, please give Advantage Business Systems a call. Find out how they can put 45 years of experience here in the Magnolia State to work for you. Call them at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. I'll be honest with you. We would not be doing a podcast if it weren't for Governor Tate Reeves right this second. He gave us some some news to talk about. Well, thank you, Tate, because I wouldn't have got to see Brian today. So he he you united us. See me? You saw me on the. That's on, right. On I would have. I would have seen you virtually. Yeah, virtually. Virtually is all most people want to see me as anyway. Yeah. So. Did you see? I had my two assistants with me there for a minute. You did. You had the uh, the guys I consider the power behind the throne at cowbellcorner.com. Uh, young Cal T and Cade B Coleman. That's correct. They, they're running that show over there. Yeah, and here in about a, a month, I may just have a baby girl in there too. Well, we'll she just can, have the whole yeah, Coleman clan. Yeah, she, she can handle all sorts. She's gonna be. She's. I, I can already tell she's gonna be the smart one in the family. <laughs> I can already feel it. So, 
Um, but the governor today uh, spoke, and, and we have confirmation that there will be fans in the stands for Mississippi State and Ole Miss and Southern Miss football here in Mississippi. A 25% capacity in the stadium, a 50% capacity in premium seating areas. Well, uh, I guess... Okay, you, you already contradicted me. Well, no, <laughs> I think you're right. I'm almost certain you're right. But technically, I guess the schools could come back and say, no, we're not going to have anybody. I guess you're technically... Uh, yeah, you, you've got a point there. They could come back and say that. My, my guess is they will not. Yeah. They're going to take what they can get. Um, <clears throat> masked, as we sort of talked... I think the SEC had already made this uh, statement, but that will apply to USM as well. Six years old and up. Six years old and up. You have to wear a mask in out and during any movement and you are asked to keep it on even while seated but if as long as you're you know socially distanced and only with people in your household you can take the mask off if you desire uh and then the the one i think that's probably gonna draw the most fire if i had to guess is that there will be no tailgating allowed of any kind on campus now i don't know how they plan to uh enforce enforce that especially and, and uh, you know people are making this joke but it's a it's a legit it's a legit thing. That like, what if I call it a peaceful protest against the opposing team, or or even come up with your own reason? Yeah. That We're it's protesting a, that we can't tailgate. Well, <laughs> I don't. I, I know, know. I know that's a joke, but how how could you? How can you do? Yeah, because if if you're gonna do one, and look, I I, I know. All right, I know that one is for legitimate social yes, justice yes. issues, and one is because you just want to tailgate. <laughs> I get it, but in the eyes of the law. I don't see how you can you can differentiate. Yeah, I, I really don't. May have to we may have to actually talk to a real lawyer to find out about that. But long story short, the governor to to meet today did Mark Keenum, Glenn Boyce. Um, oh God, I can't remember the, the guy's name down at uh, Southern. The president's name. I know their their athletic director is Jeremy McLean. Uh, of course, Keith Carter and John Cohen at Mississippi State. He, he took a blow for him. He took the bullet today. He, he kept them from having to tell their fan bases what they were going to do. He said, well, this is what we're going to do. And now Cohen and Carter and McLean can all just throw their hands up and go, well, that's what the government, that's state law, state executive order. I can't, we can't go over that. Are you a little bit surprised that a governor would go ahead and take that blow? No, because that it feels like a classic scratch my back and I'll scratch yours kind of moment. You know, Tate Reeves, we were talking about this before the show, not a very popular guy right now. Uh, and yeah. on either side on of either the side. aisle. And, and, you know, part of that may be his own doing, but part of it is that he has just been dealt a really bad hand by history and, and you know, the world right now. You know, who is who could be a popular leader during a pandemic, during, during all the stuff we've had go on? When you have so much division in the country right. anyway. Right. So that, to me, is a, a pledge maybe from powerful MSU and Ole Miss and Southern Miss people like, hey, when the time comes, you know, in three years, we won't we won't forget this moment that you helped us out. Yeah. I mean, that's all politics is, right? It's all bargaining yeah. and, and just, you know, yeah. I do. It's quid pro quo. So quid pro quo, Joe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, so, yeah, that, that's all I feel like that was. Um, I'm excited that there's going to be fans in the stadium because the, the thought of a, of being at Davis Wade Stadium. And covering a football game, and we're the only ones in there. I, I we've been talking all all offseason about trying to wrap your head around MSU as a high flying passing team. That might have been too much, Joel. I might have had an aneurysm. I might have had an aneurysm trying to watch MSU throw the ball fifty times a game with nobody in the stadium. 
I'm glad there's going to be fans. 25% is around... 15,000. 15,000. If you said, Brian, who do you think is going to get in? I think it's a, a three-tiered system. And this is my opinion and my, my thoughts and my guesses. Joel, feel free to disagree. Obviously, big money donors are going to get in. That's just the nature of the beast. I would actually put them second. Well, I mean, I, I just they're going to get in. Yes. Families of the players are going to get in. That would have we, been we first. Talked to, did you, were you on that interview with John Cohen that I did recently? Or was that, did you have to miss that one? I think I, I missed that okay. one, yeah. He was pretty adamant that, if nothing else, they were going to let the players' families in because they deserve to be there. And I agree with that. And then I think there will be a percentage of students led into the stadium. So if you're talking about 15,000 people to bring in, I would say, I mean, the players' families is like a, maybe a total yeah. of 500 to 600 people, right? Yeah. Because they'll have moms, dads, sisters, brothers, grandparents. They're going to let those people. And, and I kind of don't think there will. I don't know. I wonder what they'll do with like bands and cheerleaders and stuff like that. Well, I, but if I, those people participate, I think those mamas and daddies deserve to get into it. Well, already, I, don't know I think they they've already said this year that cheerleaders will not be on the will side. Will they not be? Yeah. The band will probably be there, so that might give you another... Three to four hundred people. So a thousand people of your fifteen thousand is in that, and then you've got fourteen thousand people. You probably let what two thousand students in, and then the the remaining twelve thousand is is your your fan base that that pay to be there. If it makes sense. I mean, it, it certainly it certainly seems like it. Um, Just from a common sense approach, that makes a lot of sense to me. Well, you know, just by knocking off tailgating is going to knock off the amount of people that would even want to be there. Because for a lot of people, the you're tailgating right. no, is the wrong. reason they go. You're not wrong. And, I mean, that's a big blow. That's the big blow right there in terms of what happens in Starkville. Because now you're going to have people like, well, I can't tailgate. Well, I'll just come to the game. You know, and unless it's a late, late kickoff, you might not even get a hotel room. You know, if it's a, a 2.30 kickoff or a 4 o'clock kickoff, and you can be out of the stadium by 8, well, you live in Jackson, ah, we can be home by 11, midnight at the latest. That's plenty, plenty of time to get to bed and go to church the next morning. That's what's going to hurt your your local businesses. Going to hurt your grocery stores big time. Yeah, you know, uh, they Reeves in a in a very smart comment talked about how okay, we don't you know we're not going to allow tailgating. Does that mean people are going to congregate in the Cotton District or in in the square? And I mean that's a very smart thing. And I think the university can do a good job of policing its areas on campus. But I don't know what the cities are going to do to keep the Cotton District from being just overrun. At that time, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't see it, it, police just standing in the Cotton District dispersing people. I don't see that happening. I don't, but that's who it's going to be on, right? Well, yeah, the university I mean, can't do it. Yeah, uh, and I would think there's going to be particularly young people congregating in the Cotton District before a football game. It just makes sense, um, or at least the desire to do so. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's going to create. You know, some issues that Mayor Lynn Sproul and the law enforcement of Starkville is going to have to figure out. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the Oxford Mayor, Mayor Jake Mangum. Yes. <laughs> he, he's, got, he's, got, he's got a lot on his plate. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, City Councilman Chris Rolfe and Nick Fitzgerald. <laughs> I'm just thinking about some of the, the, the regulations and things. What do you think about um, sweet areas, 50%? Surprising, well, surprising, but not, and I'll tell you why. Obviously, it's surprising because you think, you know, indoor areas, you want to maybe, like, have fewer people in the indoor areas as opposed to the big wide open areas. Uh, but who are those people? Probably those are your big money people. Big money people. You're going to try to get as many of them as you can. And in some 
situations there, um, some suites are a lot of family yeah. stuff, or, or people that you work with, people that you would have been around a lot. Right, right, time. right. I mean, yeah. I, I, I have a friend who has a skybox, and I mean, they always have people in there, other people, but the main core group is the guy, his mom and dad, yeah. the guy's wife, his brother, Family. His, her, his girlfriend, so on and so forth, right? So, yeah, people that, you know, you know. So, you know, you have to, they're smart people, you know, obviously because they're rich. <laughs> so, you know, they'll, they'll figure it out. Uh, so it's a little surprising, but at the same time, it's not, if that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm interested to see, you know, what your Bulldog Club rank got to be right now. If I'm MSU right now, by the way, I would say, I would just be straight up, I would be greedy. Just say, look, donate between now and September 1st, get 11 days, double your points. <laughs> I kind of don't think, John Cohen doesn't really strike me as a guy that makes decisions based completely upon money. No, he doesn't, but it would be because, Well, he even said in, in the interview with you that mm-hmm. I was not with you, because I now recall some parts of that interview, I was not with you. Right. But he, uh, he mentioned something about it, it isn't all about the money. It's about, you know, getting the parents in and stuff. So even if it was, you know, less than however many percent, he was cool with that, even if they lost right, money right, sort right. of deal. So right. he doesn't necessarily strike me as a guy that is necessarily worried about losing an extra penny or two, if it makes sense. So I could, again, we're doing a lot of speculating here, but I could see them doing something like maximum of four tickets, you know, that yeah. kind of deal. Oh, that's probably going to be the case, yeah. So you get, you get two more people, or well, two more family so to speak you 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 have to encourage the social distancing and a big group of eight that makes it difficult for the next group over to be away from them yeah so you do groups of four now granted you can do you know you might have a family head sort of to split hey mom buys four tickets and but they're just gonna have to figure that out so there's a lot of logistical stuff that right now i'm glad brian haydad and joel coleman don't have to sit down and figure out yeah there's gonna be a lot of angry phone calls to the athletic department to the bulldog club there's going to be a lot of people who go. I mean, just straight up, they're going to they're going to they're going to refund. They want to re- refunds. Yeah, you know, you're going to have to refund a lot of people, but at the same time, there are going to be some people like you know, if I can't get in this year, I'm, I'm just I'm just going to be done. There's going to be those kind of people, and I don't you know I don't begrudge them. That's your money. Spend it how you want. Um, but there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of angry phone calls being taken over at the Bryan Building between now and September the 26th. I would imagine. Yeah. Yep, but I, I, this executive order did not catch any of them by surprise today. No, uh, no, not, they, not knew, they knew this was coming. Well, so. I mean, yeah, Cohen talked about it. He said, you know, those decisions are going to be made by state government. Yeah, so, so. I, I guess what I'm saying is, I'm sure whatever plan there is, it's not going to be long before you know it now. you Now that the executive order's out, the next step, because, I mean, look, we're closing in on, what, a month till the season kicks off. I guess for state, they don't kick off in Starfield to October 3rd or whatever. Right. But, I mean, Ole Miss kicks off September 26th, I guess, at home. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're not far away from all the universities in state going ahead and releasing their here's our ticket plan kind of deal. That, not that's be surprised if it happens today, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, that's what I'm Because, you, know, you know, they're working in conjuncture, or conjunction, I'm sorry, with the the, uh, the governor. You know, they were, there's communication happening back and forth, and he's like, I am making the announcement today, so yeah. you can go ahead and be ready. You know, because you got to be able to tell – those phone calls started on Thursday. People were like, hey, did you know, am I getting in? And, you know, we're going to announce all that, in, you know, the next week or so. You got to make those decisions, you know. Hotels need to know. They're, you know, they need to know, you know, what, what, what weekends they are. I'm not what weekends, but, you know, how many rooms they need to have available and things of that nature. So, 
I guess for the hotels, I mean, it's just going to be like, you're just getting like seven, or I'm sorry, it's, I, I keep thinking seven. I keep thinking that's the number of home games. It's not, it's five. But you're going to have five more baseball weekends, basically. You know, yeah. you don't have any football weekends, but you're going to have five baseball weekends. So I don't know how that's going to work for them, but just sort of is what it is. Everybody, you know, this is a, this is a big turd sandwich. We're all going to take a little bite of it. You know, there's just no way around that. But it's a sandwich. It, we're going to eat at least. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it may not be good, but Maybe it's, not it's a better than sandwich, starving. But it's like it's like an old by any sausage. You ever, you ever see pimento loaf? Yeah, that's what we're and that's not good. <laughs> but we're hungry, so we're going to have to eat it. All right, yeah, that's what we've got here. We've got a pimento loaf sandwich. Shout if you like pimento loaf, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not a big fan. Um, that's what we've got here. And we'll all take a bite, and we're going to get through this, and then, you know, I'm more interested now, because I am locked into the idea that football's happening now. By the way, press is allowed. So we're essential, Brian. We are essential. to the. To, my tweets are essential, critical information. <laughs> um, although we don't know yet for road games what that situation is. Um, but I'm interested, I'm more interested now in, okay, basketball starts when? How does that work? How are we going to do that? Well, the NCAA I know they, the they, other day they, announced they ideas, basically but. that they they announced when they were going to announce. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be like mid-September when they're going to announce a decision on whether they can proceed with the season as scheduled, kind of, or if they'll have to back some stuff up. Right. At this juncture, it kind of feels like it would be a shock if they didn't have to back up at least a little bit, right? Yes. I would be I would be surprised if we're playing basketball in honestly before uh, football ends. So you know, football at the SEC championship game is, is December nineteenth. We might start basketball like the week after Christmas. Try to somebody had a, had an interesting uh, I saw an interesting of maybe doing something a, a bubble for a like a a four team round over a robin weekend or something yeah. yeah i saw that you bring in four teams it's a bubble for you play each other over the weekend so you get some non conference games and then you go into conference play kind of so, makes sense makes a lot of sense you could do two of them even so you get a total of six non conference games and then you get your uh uh conference season in so we'll see how it goes i know this i feel like there is no way in the world, the NCAA goes two years in a row without a March Madness. It may end up being like April or May Madness or something. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's going to be there's going to be a tournament. I would say. Yeah, that's that. If they have to set up a bubble for that, they will. No question. So, all right, let's move over. Let's move on over to our next topic for the day. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Drove past there today, saw the food truck up and running. Had a long line of people out there, so I'm glad you guys are out there enjoying some of those great products, those burgers and steaks and, and tacos and sandwiches. Lots of great beefy goodness being cooked up out there in front of Welcome Home Beef. And, of course, you know what I'm talking about. If you live in Hattiesburg, you're enjoying Welcome Home Beef at Cotton Blues. If you are at Collinsville, uh, you're enjoying Welcome Home Beef at home when you shop at Piggly Wiggly. And if you're anywhere else, well, hey, give them a call and see if they'll ship to you. So call them today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef and find out if you can get some of that great locally sourced grain-fed beef on the grill very, very soon at Welcome Home Beef with steaks, burgers, whether you're cooking it, whether they're cooking it. One thing is for sure. It just tastes good. We talked to three assistant coaches on Thursday night, all on the defensive side of the ball. A little weird, right? <laughs> so, Mike Leach, 
Big offensive guru. And we have talked to him and one offensive player. We've talked to two defensive players and now three defensive assistant coaches. <laughs> well, I, here's what I will say. I believe that they went right into offensive meetings and stuff right after practice tonight. I think that was why we did not get an offensive coach that I think we were originally going to get. I'm just saying. But, but yeah, it is kind of strange that all we hear about is air raid, air raid, air raid with Mike Leach, and then we talked to all the defensive guys. Yeah. Uh, who we did ask about defending the air raid a we little did. bit. But. I thought Zach Arnett was very blunt with us. Very, I did, very too. straightforward. I did, too. Basically, that to sum up what he said, that defense is nowhere near good enough right now. <laughs> Basically, you better be glad that the first game isn't until September the 26th because there's, there's, some, there's some stuff to do between now and then. Yeah. Um, he, he was a little bit more down on it than, like, Errol and the guys were yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's um, a good thing from a coach. You know, you want him to never be happy. W- with my question, did you realize he was the ninth defensive coordinator in 10 years? <sighs> I knew it was a bunch. Yeah. Um, I say, who's I'm, been here more than a year, Jeff? Uh, Chris Wilson had two years. And Manny had two years, two, two different years. stints. But I count that as two different coordinators. Yeah, because different player it wouldn't It wouldn't have had anybody left. Yeah, I don't think. So... You know, starting in 2010, Diaz, two years of Wilson, two years of Collins, Diaz, Sermon, uh, Grantham, uh, Shoup, and now, so eight, I'm sorry, eight defensive coordinators. Yeah, two years in, of Shoup. In 10 years. Two years of Shoup, yeah, in 10 years. Uh, and I asked him, you know, does that make it easier or harder for new coaches? You, you know, because there might be one, there might be one line of thought that says, hey, just it's just business, right? We just every year we change defenses. It's just what we do, or it might be like, gosh, I have had to learn. You know, if you're Errol Thompson, you're on your fourth guy, and he was a, a true freshman who redshirted, but he was learning Peter Sermon's defense. Then he becomes part of Todd Grantham's defense. Then has two years in shoots defense. Now he's got. I mean, the brain only has so much room, Joel. <laughs> so, do, what do you think? Do you think it's easier or harder on these guys just changing coaches out like this? You know. In talking to all these coaches, because I feel like we've kind of, in, in some ways, asked this question before of like when Shoop came uh, and when Grantham came, like there's been lots of turnover here. What's your thoughts on that? Kind of one of the common themes is like so much of defense to an extent. I, I know it's different with different schemes, but to an extent, a lot of it is just changing terminology and stuff. So I, I think that. Like at this juncture, like Arrow, you mentioned, he's probably so used to changing up the terminology year to year that it's nothing for him to learn some more. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of think it'd be easier because you're just used to adjust. That's what I think too, and that's what gives me some hope that they, you know, you're not stuck in your ways. You're not stuck in your ways, and you, you just you should be able to. The, the, the lack of spring isn't killing you. I, I just feel like. These guys should be, you know, and same from the offensive standpoint, too. Now, this is the third system for a lot of these guys. You know, Cyrus Mitchell, third different system. Kylan Hill, third different system. You know, and, it, and it's really – I think there were enough similarities between Moorhead and Mullen and what they yeah. wanted to do offensively. This is a total change. Yeah, and, you know, switching over to offense real quick, we didn't talk about this yesterday, but in talking to Austin Williams, he did kind of, I guess, talk me back a little bit from – you know, we, we've kind of painted the picture of this offense as being incredibly simple. And I do think it is kind of some simple stuff as compared to other offenses. 
But Austin did kind of talk like, you know, it's not like you can just run out there and run it. Like, there's still plenty to learn with this, too. So, you know, I I think we probably on this show, and I'll point the finger at me more so than you, have kind of talked about this offense like it was just... A good leader points the thumb, not the finger. Well, that's what what I'm doing. Joe would be happy. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think I've probably talked about it a lot, like... And I have heard assistants and even Leach kind of talk about how it's a pretty, you know, can get the thing in pretty quick. But, I don't know, maybe Austin's just a perfectionist. And he just doesn't feel comfortable after a couple of days and knows there's still a lot to learn. So Yeah. But, yeah, he did kind of talk me back from, I guess, describing this offense as simplistic. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I caught that uh, last night as well. So, yeah, just, just stay – I'm just surprised we haven't talked to more offensive guys. You know, that's what I'm, I'm more interested in. I, I just feel like the defense is maybe it's just because of the past, you know, decade that for the most part, MSU has been okay defensively at best. You know, they've had some a couple of bad years. Last year was more suspension related. Uh, 2016 was more Peter Sermon related. But beyond that, I, I just feel like year in year out, Mississippi State they're going to have a good defense. They've recruited well enough over there. They've got yeah. guys offensively. This is it's all so different. I need to know what's going on. Yeah. I – I mean, from a personal standpoint, I'd love to talk to, to quarterbacks. And I, I know that, like the other night when Leach was talking, he doesn't want to say K.J. Costello's the starting quarterback. I get it. I mean, you want these guys out there competing and no one to feel like, hey, I don't even need to try because I, I get it. I know why you're not announcing it. So I guess my thing is, okay, let's just talk to all the quarterbacks then because that would give us a, a picture of what this offense is like a little bit. So I'm like you. I, I'd like to pick a few more offensive guys' brains a little bit to yeah. kind of get a picture Hopefully of what we'll we're going to see. A because bit, uh, more. Of all the years to have a pandemic and we can't go to practice and kind of see this. It's crazy, right? Yeah, it just is what it is there. Yeah. We are supposed to talk to Coach Leach on Saturday. Uh, so no podcast, obviously, right after, but we will discuss what we learned from him on uh, Tuesday's podcast because, again, we won't, oh, that's right. won't be here for a Sunday-slash-Monday podcast uh, this week. So All you're right. not going to see me for three days, except virtually. Virtually. I will see you on Saturday. Correct. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Have a great weekend, and we'll be back with you on Tuesday morning. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.